Welcome to episode 86 of Forging the Journey, where we discuss the joys and struggles of our entrepreneurial journey. I'm Greg Davis, and Jared Dobb is not here because we could not get together this week. Our schedules did not jive, and I was having computer issues yesterday, so I wasn't able to get on. So I have a treat for you guys today. I have, I'm looking at the handsome, the slightly smelly, <laughs> slightly bearded. All of us have. Well, I got handsome out kinda, of this. Kind of wow. have beards. <laughs> I haven't even started drinking my uh, my bourbon yet. I have the guys from Neomag here. I've got I've got my full time Neomag team. There's there's a whole another. I wouldn't by wouldn't say by any means this is the Neomag team, but this is our full time guys on our team. Um, so I'm going to introduce you guys. We have Dusty Ball. Hello. Dusty is uh, is our sales and ambassador and all around, for some reason, people think he's a likable guy. Then we have Mr. Nate Hills. What's going on, guys? Nate is our uh, our shop manager and logistics guru. And we have guru. our newest hire, a whole five days in, Mr. Corey Harrington. How's it going, guys? So, Corey is our, is our machinist. Um, I've talked about... Our, my coming hire, my new hire, I think on the last podcast, and so, um, I just thought one. So we we are all right now. We all have in hand, except for Dusty has put his down, a nice Basil Hayden's bourbon. Mm. Uh, on the rock, so you might hear every while. You might hear a little. Uh, oh, they got a little chink, chink clink there, the and little clink, clink, and uh, once in a while you can hear a little slurpy slurp. Mm. Mm. Yep, it's like that. So, we'll see how this goes as the hour goes on, uh, as the bourbon goes down. The bourbon's really good. This is good bourbon. I was surprised. It's you were very favorites. excited about it. And... Yeah. It's, it, Basil Hayden's just, it's a really good, um, I mean, I, it was it was on the top shelf at uh, Acme. Which must mean it's of the yeah. best quality. The rule of thumb is you have to stand on your tippy toes. If it's on the, it's on the top shelf, it's yeah. good. Absolutely. But it's really not that crazy expensive either, so it's a, it's a good one. It's, it's one I treat myself to. I, get, I, I normally get like a, uh, uh, what's one with like the red wax? Oh, uh, Maker's Mark. Maker's, Maker's Mark. Mark. As yeah, you get a Maker's, because we were talking a little bit before we got on that, started talking here, uh, before I hit record. Uh, I like to make an old-fashioned, is generally how I drink mine. It's usually not straight like we're, we're drinking it now. Um. I do like that sweater. Yeah, Nate was just rubbing my arm, arm patches. My mother-in-law awesome. got this for me for Christmas, and I love getting Christmas clothes because it's stuff that I'd never buy. Yeah. But some of my favorite things are things that she's like got that. me. So I was just telling my wife last night, because as soon as fall comes, I start getting excited about the clothes I get to wear. Yeah. Because fall, winter clothes are fun. It's true. In the I summer, love- I'm just trying to wear as little as possible. I love pockets. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Pockets. I get excited about, yeah, I get excited about pockets, excited about wearing a coat again. Vests. Oh, man. I got into vests last year. It was fun. Vests are classy. I tried to fight vests for a long time because I'm like, why would you wear something that only covers part of your upper body? Because it does wonders. But It's perfect for someone like you. Yeah. Someone like me that's generally pretty much always warm, I don't need a full coat. So I'm a a vest guy. Corey, are you a vest guy? No, I'm not. But, I, I mean, you may persuade me. All right, we're going to we'll, try to we'll get you in a vest. It. All right, so let's pr- pros and cons of a vest today on Forge the Neon Maybe we won't get too much in vest this well, episode. Are you hot all the time? 
Yes. Alrighty. So this is one proto of us. But listen, that's three to one on this one, Dusty, because you're always cold, and the yeah. three of us are always hot. So, I told it. It's perfect for him. Yeah. I don't like vests because my arms require insulation. <laughs> You guys already have arm insulation, and that works out perfectly called, for you. I think you just called us fat. No, it was, yeah. it was it's called nice. veins. Veins. And <laughs> my vascular system is functioning perfectly fine. Uh, I now. don't know about that. Arguable. He's been wearing. Dusty's been wearing a stocking cap all day inside. Dusty and a sweater. He's got his own. I'm surprised shirt. you haven't cranked up the heat back in your. I've zone. got my own climate back. You've there. got your own climate zone in your office now. I'm comfortable. I've got three layers on. That's true. Forty-two candles lit. That's true. 42 candles lit. <laughs> and they all have a different scent, so it's fantastic. I'll have you know I'm smelling cinnamon. I think we are going to get into... Still. The, I think we may get into candle chat it. today. Listen, it gets pretty hairy in here, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> There's The reason... Well, okay, we're, we're going to save candle chat for a little bit. Because we, <laughs> we can get in. We can get into candle. <laughs> we need Jared to candle chat. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba! <laughs> There we go. There you we go. We have our jingle for Candle Chat. Candle Chat. Candle Chat. That's going to never come in handy again. <laughs> so, um, let's just talk a little bit just about business, because that's, uh, that's that's what this is. So, like, we're just going to get in just a little bit of kind of what each you guys do. Um, so, Dusty, I was looking. You have been, you started part-time with me in 2000, April of 2017. Yep. So... Um, going like three and a half years, but you've been officially full time, officially full time with me as of January one this year. Right. So I, I actually I thought that was interesting. So I actually have went from just me to hiring three other full time guys in 2020. Yep. You on January one, Nate in May, and Corey five days ago. Um, I don't know. So what's your It's be a hard question for you because you've been here for so long. Yeah, but I guess, but you've done so many things. So, what jobs have you done? Yeah, since so you've been here. When I first started, I was just building, and then you put me on clip bending for a while. I was doing Braden's job, and I hated that job with a burning passion. I'm not a good clip bender. I'm a, I'm not a fast clip bender. It's not for me. Building, I was pretty good at, and then at some point in time, you added customer service to that mix. I gave that over really quick. Yeah, it was like, he's like, hi, here's your first paycheck. <laughs> also, here's the login to the customer service thing. Hopefully you take over that. And then you, let's see. And then after that, I went to kind of just going to shows with you, too. And, and that kind of started off the... What was the first show it took you to? It was NRA, I think, Texas. Okay. Do you yeah. remember that? Yep. Yeah, and then... Um, that might be one of my favorite ones. Oh, yeah. That was the first time I met a bunch of people. And made a, a lasting impression on on many of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you take your pants off at a range day, listen, it was it was wet, okay, and that is conducive to pants removal. So it was it moist? Well, to be it fair, I took my pants moist. off too. I yeah. just don't think everybody saw me. No, and take then my pants off. They were all saying bye. Moist. So I just I went to say bye with <laughs> no right. pants on. You gave hugs. You gave goodbye hugs to everybody with no pants on. Oh, so proud of you. That was the first time Matt so ever met me. <laughs> That's why he stayed at your house. That's why I stayed at my house. Yeah. That's what I got going on. So, yeah. And then after that, um, at some point in time, I kind of just slowly took on more and more responsibility. Then we hired Brayden, and you immediately, like, 
dumped him in the building and clip building and clip bending. Um, Dump. Because I was bad at it, and that was... No, you weren't. You were good at it. You just hated it. I was medium at it. Braden is way better than I was, because my clips never were perfectly straight, and Braden has, like... Clips were as straight as you are. (laughs) See? (laughs) Pretty wobbly. Pretty wobbly. (laughs) So, yeah. Just a little Um, bit left, a little bit Yeah, so then... But eventually, I picked up, what... Customer service and marketing. I kind of just helped you out. You were doing customer service pretty quick. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, then we hired Braden, and he started helping building, you know, mags and bending cliffs. And then you hired Nate Perry. Not we too hired far Perry, that. yeah. Um, so then... It's amazing how long he's been here. It yeah. feels like the other day we hired him. Oh, he's been around a while, too. Yeah. So we, we have four other part-time people, four, mm-hmm. to, four to five. Um, all right, so then we move into this shop a year ago, um, in a month, it'll be a year we've been here. That's crazy. Um, and then our next full-time hire, which happened this year, is Mr. Nate Hills. So, Nate, tell, tell everybody kind of your, your story with Neomag. So, um... It started when you first created the Neomag. You sent out a, a note <clears throat> to some folks on some of those concealed carry Facebook groups and everything. Said you had this, and I think I contacted you pretty quick. Of course, we've known each other for a long time, but I told you I wanted one. Um, I think I was number 13 of the first 100. I still have the card somewhere around the house. Um, and then pretty quick after the fact, I was working um, for my dad's consulting company, and I think... So you started October of 2015. I want to say it was probably January or February of 2016 that I said, Hey, Greg, let's get together for lunch. I want to talk to you about some stuff. Where you introduced me to sushi, which was a wonderful experience. And um, (laughs) I... uh, Yeah. And Corey's out. Yeah, Corey's out. Corey's out. I'm sushi. Um, That was a good week. (laughs) But uh, we sat down and I said, How can I help you with this business venture? And we talked through a bunch of things, and I think we settled just settled on me building Neomags in my basement for you for, I think it was something like 50 cents a Neomag. I don't remember. Something like that. Um, and I did that for two years, probably? Maybe two Off and, and on. Yeah, Off and on. Like you, I do batches. You, yeah, you go through spurts where you do a bunch. And then, and then I would help you in the shop, too, from time to time. Like, if you had a show, I'd come and do some fulfillment for you, or you went on vacation, I'd do some fulfillment. Um... And then I would say probably, really it was 2017 when I got my my position at Signet that that really all kind of came to a halt. Working full-time in a different position um, and doing the Army Reserve stuff just really prevented me from helping you in the slightest. I think I did a few things for you in that time period, but not much. Um, And then we hit 2020, and 2020 hit back. Um, I got furloughed in April from my full-time position and I was bored on unemployment so I hit you up and said hey do you need help in the shop I've got nothing to do at home uh so I came in and started doing fulfillment again and doing some building and whatever else needed to be done around the shop for fun and somehow secured myself a position and May 18th I started full-time as the shop and logistics manager yeah um yeah so we came to a point where me and Dusty looked at each other we're like if Nick has to go back to work we are going to be in trouble. Yeah. 
Because you're basically working full-time hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like you said, we have we had had a conversation about stuff like this years ago. Um, and I told you for years that if if things open up, that you, you would be part of the team. So this year seemed seemed the obvious obvious choice. Yet yeah, there's also kind of a similarity between you two where where Dusty started coming over and her helping mm-hmm. and worked himself into a position. Yeah. He wouldn't leave. Let's say I think it was I came over Josh's wedding, so it'd be like middle of the year. And then yeah. it was after December when you finally were like, I guess I'll write you a paycheck. <laughs> I guess I can't pay you with buying you lunch every day. Anymore. Yeah, it was. I Literally know, like, every day we were going yeah, out for listen, lunch. Food is good, man. It was awesome. Food is currency. As a college student, that was like... Whew, the best I'll you can food. have. So then they kind of did the same thing. He started coming and helping, and then I'm like, well, I, I, I can't have him leave, so I guess I have to give him... Give him a job. Start, start paying him to be here. Um, sorry, Corey. He didn't have to come in and work for free. For no, no, no. Don't say sorry. I think <laughs> he had the best deal of all of them. Yeah, Corey's, Corey's got the most normal... I think of all the employees. Greg was like, so you want to come in and work for free for a little while? Well, <laughs> nope. Kind of normal. So, yeah. Um, I still to this date myself have never had to do, do like a job search interview. I had to do type that. Type thing. You've done for that a couple company. times for some part-time people. You've, yeah, but I've done that. that. You haven't even done it. I've done it since um, I've been here. So, Corey, I've known you for like, did, did we meet at ORD last year for the first time? Or, or the, the like the OG, the OG, OG ORD. Yeah. So, well, maybe you're because how long was it from the first one to the from ORD zero to ORD one? I, I, I think it's two years ago. It had to have been it. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking it's probably less than a year from the s- small original. Yeah. So, um, so Corey here has a business. Do you want to tell him about your side hustle? Yeah, so I own Harrington Arms Company. Uh, we manufacture different accessories, including compensators and mag extensions. Um, I run that business whenever I'm not working a full-time job. Uh, I have a part-time machinist that kind of helps me out, and I manage pretty much everything else from marketing to shipping and everything in between. So the we just surpassed... Two years of being in business, so pretty slow, pretty slow start, but starting to pick up a little bit. That's awesome. Yeah, so I have a comp of his, and I put it on my Glock occasionally. Yep. I like it. Got you one got my, one too. One of my Ziv. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, we had met probably two years ago, and saw each other at some events ever since. You know, after that. Yep. And then once I kind of became a machinist, I think I started hitting you up every now and then just yeah you know, for some Helps. tips and advice. Yep. Um, so I worked myself into being a, a machinist a couple years ago, and I thought it'd be something that, like, just every once in a while I'd put a, put a pallet in CNC and run it and then empty the parts. Well, <laughs> back when we first got the mini mill, it was. It was like, yeah. hey, we figured out that if we run, if we run the CNC for a week yeah, straight, we're good for a couple weeks. Yeah. So it was like, week on, couple weeks off, and then we were like, well... Maybe if we run it for, what if we do it for half days, well, every day? And really, and then, the Rask is a direct byproduct of you buying a CNC. And the EDC tray. And the EDC tray, that's true. Because he, he bought the CNC, and then he was like, crap, 
we need, we need to make some money off this thing. And it's like, you know, I wonder if we could accomplish the same thing we do for Neomag for revolvers. And thus the Rask was born. Yep. It was also simple enough that you could kind of bash your way through it. You figured it out pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, we figured it out pretty quick. Um, yeah, so the Rask was the first yep. from the ground up in-house product. And then the, and then the EDC trade came not, not too long after. Um, but really it, it turned into what, well, then we moved here because part of the reason we moved here was I needed a second CNC machine because mm-hmm. the mini mill was running, um, basically two shifts a day that I was doing. And then just a little bit ago, we bought a third CNC machine. So it became painfully clear that, so I'd been lying to myself for years saying, Oh, I can like run this business to come up with new ideas and do and do, like, content creation and do all this stuff and be a machinist at the same time. I lied I lied to myself for too long. And I was like, you know what? I need somebody. So I actually called you or texted you, Corey, and I was like, hey, you know, give me some ideas of what to look for for, like, different level machinists. And then you told me. Yep. And then I forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And that I got too busy. But then you called me and you're like, hey, yes, still looking for a machinist? Yeah, because I know a really good one. What happened on your <laughs> end of that deal? Like, well, I already know what he did, but what what did you do between those two conversations? Like, what made you so, decide that this might be a thing you'd want to come try? So, a little backstory on me, I guess. I've been a machinist for six years. Uh, I've worked at three different machine shops, doing a range of a lot of different stuff. And I was at my old company, manufacturing parts, just little over two years, and I was getting pretty burnt out on running production for stuff I really didn't care about. So, I was getting burnt out, I don't know, probably six, eight months ago when we first talked about it, and then I got on Indeed and was checking out some listings. I'm like, you know what? What are the chances he's looking for somebody again? So, <laughs> I sent him a text or whatever, and here I am. <laughs> And then I told these guys, I told Nate and, Nate and Dusty, I'm like, hey, so Corey reached out to me. And I think even before I finished that sentence, they were like, yeah, do it. Um, I mean, we did it for, let's be fair, Dustin and I said it for multiple reasons. One, both of us want more products and we need you free to do it. Yeah. Two, I was sick of running machines and screwing <laughs> it up. Uh, and I was sick of hearing Nate talk about running machines, machines and, and screwing it up. Uh, I was sick of ruining parts and, and feeling bad about it. So it was like, if we can get a guy that actually knows what he's doing, this would be a win for everybody. Yeah. 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 We needed you focused on Other building stuff. the business so we can hopefully keep up with this exciting amounts of money and, and product shipping after yeah. everything goes down. To, uh, to comment on... Greg's statement about designing products and doing all these other tests while machining. I can speak on that, and it's really difficult. Like I said, I have a part-time machinist, and I don't know if I could do it without him. I mean, working, you know, 40-plus hours a week. At my old job, I was working 55 hours a week. So weekends and 10 hours a day, it was just a lot to go to the shop and work till 10 p.m. seven days a week. So... Now I got some free time, and you know I'm back uh, making cool stuff again. So I, I'm glad Greg got a machinist. Not even me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm glad, glad I got a job. 
I'm glad because he'll see how awesome it is, you know, getting all that that time. So yeah. Oh, this week has been. So I, I want to talk about our first weeks here. Yeah. Because so let's start with you. How was your first week as a machinist at Neomag? Like, what was your expectations? How did you think it was going to go versus how it actually went? I guess. What did you think? So it went pretty close to how I expected it to go. Uh, the first two days was a little puzzling, trying to figure <laughs> out, you know, what tolerances were important, what needed to happen on the Neomag I'm making, and. Uh, once I kind of figured out where I needed to be, uh, where we really started rolling. So, I mean, I I think last week's going great. So, no, for sure, it's been cool to see you take something that I I was getting the job done, and some batches I'd nail, some batches mm-hmm. we'd scrap. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, let's talk about the week you guys were in California. I had to scrap like oh uh, yeah, we scrapped, thousand of we them. scrapped a whole week's worth of work. Let's just say Nate wasn't in the best mood after that. <laughs> I was really frustrated. He was very. Or was I? I was. But, I was really happy just to go and hide out somewhere else. <laughs> but it's been cool to see you take, like, watch you actually rein in and start hitting tolerances. Like, I knew enough to get a job done, but you know enough to like perfect the job. So yeah, I'm excited to see our, our, our product really continue to improve and definitely um and i'm excited about some of the new just because you have the engineering background in there too where you know how to draw an engineer and and so i'm excited to have a partner in crime like i think you and me are going to come up with some cool things definitely um i wanted to give you a week to get settled in before i started throwing new stuff at you um but i got some new stuff that that i'm excited to have to have some help with so my first week in my new position, was amazing. <laughs> he literally sent me photos of him in his office. He's like, "Just sitting here, <laughs> it's awesome." So I've got the coolest office that I just about the coolest office I could think of. That's a pretty baller office. There's some things I could think of that would make it even more baller, but for someone else's building, this we is we need to put metal on the roof. I'm thinking about painted black. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, I'm thinking about that. Already. Yeah. So that's the one I saw in this office, and it could be very. Yeah, cool. I just try not to look up. Yeah, because uh, this is a regular drop ceiling in here. But I've got a really big office. We're all sitting in here. I got a couch, and we haven't even really come close to my giant desk. So my office is awesome. And so part of the reason why I did this because I'm like I want to make an awesome office that I actually want to spend time in. So I will want to come up with new stuff. Um, so this week I spent nearly all week in this office. Every now and then I poke my head out and come and bug you guys to see what's going on. You eat lunch. People might not know this. Yeah. We have walkie-talkies around here. We do have walkie-talkies. And it might be the greatest investment we've ever made in our entire lives. Says the guy that never... <laughs> I thought at ever. They were stupid. But now I think they're nice. Hey, except he still doesn't use it, so still it doesn't matter. Not once today. Did you answer I'm fairly sure they've the sabotaged my radio. I did talk to him on the radio at least once today. Yes. All right, was, well done, Corey. It was beautiful. We I now conversely, okay, conversely, the new guy who's been here for a week has been using his radio constantly in a excellent way in a machine shop too, where it's where you can't hear it. So I'm really proud. You have of every it. excuse to not hear your walkie-talkie, and yet you answer it. Dusty in this in his own perfectly quiet, insulated Listen, office. My office is the quietest office, <laughs> but it doesn't help when your walkie-talkie is just dead. And, and why is it dead? That? Oh, just like it's not charging. It's like why the phone is dead. Why the, 
Listen, if it sits on my desk for too long, everything dies, Greg. <laughs> That's the rule. Everything that goes in your office dies. <laughs> Why did so, the mouse die that was in there? That's the real question. That's the real question. Maybe it did. We caught a mouse recently, and uh, I'm pretty happy to have that bad boy gone, because... I got a feeling there's more. Oh, there's, oh listen, there's the mouse war mouse. is not over. No. We just got the, the dumb just one, begun. as Greg said, <laughs> First battle. because he got a hold of the trap with nothing on there it. There was no food on the trap, and the mouse killed itself. <laughs> like, what happens when I touch this yellow pressure no, 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 pad? I'm pretty sure he was just suicidal. I think it, it, life had become too hard. It's and... like, dang it, Vinny, I can't take any more of your crap. And he, <laughs> gone. He was sick of all the candle smell. That's probably right. <laughs> the cinnamon did him. Cinnamon did him in. That's what it was. Suicidal uh, cinnamon. So, that's kind of the rundown. Here with us, real quick. So, I like Corey's segue into candles. You guys want to do candle chat? Let's yeah. do candle chat. All right, so candles have become <laughs> wildly chat. important. A thing around here. Like, kind of out of nowhere. I think, Nate, I actually blame you for starting it. You're welcome. Nate got the worst candle I've ever smelled in my entire life, <laughs> and we all had to compensate All right, for let it. me give you some background on said worst candle ever. It, is it was a Christmas present from, like, three years ago. It's called the man candle. Really bad Christmas present. Yes, I I agree at this point. <laughs> it's called the man candle. It comes in a can. It smells like, or supposed to, smell like bacon. It doesn't. It may have two years ago when it was given to me, but... Maybe. As yeah. of last week, it did not, and I lit it, and it was terrible. So, so me and Dusty, which my office is right next to yours. Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> I walk past his office, and I'm like, what? What God dog name? fart? What is that? <laughs> so bad, what is that smell. I follow the smell in your office, and there's a candle lit, which me and Dusty immediately blow it out. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. So, but for some reason, uh, then that started. I'm trying to think. It, maybe I just needed a candle to I, overpower. I think you were trying candle. to your candle because we knew he was going to light it up again. So you're like, I'll I never just get did. my own candle. It was lit once and never lit again. It was so, such a bad candle. So I think I was intrigued by the candle thing. I'm like. It is nice. Candles are nice. Candles. Candles are pretty nice. good. They create... Lovely thing. So, in room decor, which Greg is a professional room decorator. I love as just interior decorating. You've got, it's, you've it's got odd, visual ambiance, yeah. and you've got, like... He's all your senses. You've got nasal ambiance. Sight, smell. <laughs> nasal ambiance? Nasal ambiance. I, I think it's a Joanna Gaines thing. Yeah, I don't know. I just that, go that with it. suddenly just became nasty. I think Dusty has his own candle company name. Nasal ambiance? And we have candle smells like... Wood. Tree. Hold on, we'll, we'll get to that first. <laughs> yeah. Continue, Greg. So, I, I was I was intrigued by the candle thing. Like, you know what, there's got to be candles, like manly candles, that actually smell good. And, and like I said, I'm working on this really awesome office, and um, I do have a Labrador that has the worst farts in the world. Yeah, that's can't confirm. Worst farts in the world. And so I need yeah. something to offset the dog farts. So, I, I have practical reason. Yeah. And maybe not surprised for a reason. No, he moved out of an office that had the Fart Sucker 5000 in it. That's true. So that was the issue. He had to come up with some kind of a... Replacement. A smell replacement. Yeah. So I got a candle. It's called... The name of the scent is Leather. Yeah. Like, that sounds manly. It's one word. Yeah. It's like, how do you go wrong with leather? Right. No, it doesn't really smell like leather. Not even in the slightest. No. It's a lovely it's, scent. I don't know what leather. it is, but it's not leather. No. The really only way to make your office smell like leather is to get fresh, brand new leather in your office. Which I'm all for. I, yeah. Kurt, what do you think of the scent? I like it. I mean, it's a little better than dusty cinnamon. Oh, yeah. Ooh. So, the next candle to be bought... Corey's the king of segues. He is. So, Jeez. The next candle purchased 
It's Dusty's candle. Dusty, tell us about your candle. It's cinnamon. <laughs> That's very it. basic. Right. It's a it's a thing of nature. Now let's the be most... fair. Let's be fair to Dusty's candle. It smells like it sounds. It does smell like it cinnamon. It does, and it has some potency. Does it? It is strong. You have Ooh, a... Christ on a bike, he, you can smell that the... thing all the way down the hallway. He has the strongest <clears throat> smelling candle of any of us at this point. It would outshoot the man candle by quite a bit. By a thousand yards. Yeah. Like, this thing is so potent, it's going to bring Christmas our way. Without I, I feel, it feels like Christmas. So, when you yeah. walk into our front door at Neomag, <laughs> you get hit by this nice, manly, kind of spicy smell of leather. And then you walk into... So, Nate did get another... Well, so Nate's did. actually gone through the most candles in the last couple weeks of any of right. us. I only purchased one of said candles. Well, actually, I didn't even purchase. I haven't purchased any of them. The man candle was a Christmas present. To cover up the man candle, uh, Greg bought one called... I got one called a Union, Union Jack. Jack, which burnt for one day in the office, smelled like coconut, and I, I yeeted that to the corner. It's back in Doug, Greg's office. And then I grabbed the Christmas present from my wife, which is currently in the office. It's whiskey and oak. You really can't beat it. Wait it is, a minute. It is nice. Wait a minute. Your wife bought it. My wife bought it for me. You guys share accounts. I didn't buy it. It That's was bought what? for me. I it may have been my money. It doesn't matter whose money it is. When, when it's who puts the purchase in is the one that bought it. That is not true. When that your is, kids buy you Christmas gifts, you bought those Christmas gifts. Hate to tell you. It's my money, but they put the transaction together. Okay. They chose it. I'm going to say that they purchased it regardless of who, where the funds came from. If I didn't do the purchasing, it was not purchased by me. All right. And so it's anyway. lovely. So go on. So the candle you have now is whiskey and oak. Whiskey and oak. Um, it's, it's just nice. It's a good manly smell. Does not smell like whiskey and oak. Doesn't smell like whiskey and oak, uh, but it's similar to leather. It's not not what it says it smells like, but it's a nice calming scent. Yeah. So then you walk past that office, and then you go kind of back around, and then you get hit. No, not nay. No, you, you don't nailed, get hit. Nay. Nailed in the face. You get <laughs> kicked in the crotch by cinnamon. That sounds, that sounds a lot worse than that's it. Just no. to clarify, we're talking about the smell, not the stripper. Now, that's what it sounds like. Now, I am I am the arguably one of the biggest fans of Christmas, and it does feel a little bit like it's, I got it's too socked much, in the gut. It's too much like Christmas. It's a little much. A little much. I don't hate it, but it's not the right season for it. No. Listen, every day in my office is Christmas now. I can't be any happier. You guys are not going to spoil my fun. Now, we still have to get Corey into a candle. Unfortunately, he's in the machine shop, which there's no. nice fumes all the way there's around. There's nothing... Listen. I love the scent of coolant and metal. <laughs> like, of all the scents that we have going on, Corey's is arguably the most manly. arguably the most manly. Oh, you're not wrong there. Yeah. <laughs> it is manly. You could use a little cinnamon. <laughs> See? <laughs> well, you know what? You know Actually, what? Dusty's candle... That candle might can, overpower the Can machine. provide. Would have yeah. no problem filling that space with cinnamon. Just, no. uh... Take a little excess wax out of that and coat the outside of the machines in it, and you'll be ho, 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 and all the way home. Oh, dear. All right, so the question came up last week. Me and Dusty got into quite a heated... It was. Heated argument. Which we do often, actually, (laughs) over really stupid things. (laughs) Of what is... At what point are candles mainly... Oh, yeah. This is... Well, You know who hasn't chimed in yet? It's Corey, but I, I want to yeah. give Corey a, just a moment to, Take to think about this. Or let's, let's do you have like an initial thought. thought of... Yeah. Well, my initial thought is, <clears throat> they're not manly at all. Oh! But, see? All right. But, all right. 
Which I think we At all agree to. At the same time, point. all guys kind of want to smell good, so... I mean, right. What's wrong with smelling good? Right. You guys got a point. I yeah. think the issue Which here I think is where we're all at. I think we're how all... we're defining manliness. Because right. there's kind of two sides to that coin. There's the Ron Swanson, simplistic is better manliness side. And then there's the the whole goal in being a hot stud is to get your wife to like you more. And my wife likes nice Cinnamon. smelling things. <laughs> and so we kind of came to the consensus of this. Or at least this is how I predicted. No, it's how I interpreted our consensus. And that was, I feel that the simpler the candle, the better it is. And we also don't like things that lie to us. So it should smell how it actually is described as smell. Hmm. Right? I'm with you on that. I, d- yeah. I do think it is false advertising for a candle to say a scent and then not smell like said scent. Right. So, you know what I think would be perfect in this office? What's that? A wood wick. That's we true. talked about that, too. Yeah. A little crackle. A little crackle. You need a little, a little crackle pop. in your life. Yeah. Mm. Some good scent. That's taking it to another level. I just true. don't think we're about those $32 candle lives. And, wow. and I'm sure they're nice. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. <clears throat> the price of candles is too dang high. <laughs> too dang high! <laughs> Maybe we should manufacture candles. Nope. No, I, I'm I, not I, interested but, in the candle manufacturing business. Before we leave the manly candle argument, though, I would say that Uh-oh. Dusty's opinion of one flavor or less <laughs> being yep. better was not the consensus that we landed at, because in this discussion, pre-Cory, it was two versus one, meaning me and Greg were actually okay with multiple flavor candles. Scent. Scent candles, not sorry, nice. not flavor. Nate's um, over here licking candles. candles. <laughs> licking candles. But... Um, because, for example, my candle in the office is whiskey and oak. Uh, I've got one at home that would be similar. It's uh, something teakwood, mahogany teakwood, or yeah. something like that. So, so it's a mix, but it's two manly things. I think as long as you're mixing manly things, you're good to go. Yeah. You start mixing in flowers. You start mixing in stuff essential like that. oils. Starts to yeah. yeah it's it's too much. It's too but much. You know, if you have manly things, you have uh, woods and leathers See, and alcohols. I think and, that's yes. kind of flawed, right? Because there are certain manly things that you just shouldn't ever mix. Like brotherly love, right? And bodybuilding. They just don't go well together. I actually would argue that uh, that yeah, is I, the best combination of things. No, it's two absolutely things. not. Have you been to a gym? Those two things go hand in hand. I was going to say, that is like arguably <laughs> I just the don't most think that it's <laughs> manly a of very two manly thing. Well, apparently you don't think going to gyms are very manly. That's though, absolutely so. true. <laughs> I like to work out in my own way, and that's on the couch watching TV or... Although, again, let's be things. fair to Dusty. Dusty's also probably weighs the least of the four of us in the office. It won't last long. Oh, I, used, it I used to be built like you. That metabolism, 100%. please let it slow down. Please. Never gonna slow down. let it slow down. Never. And so, if it does, I'll eat less. Yeah, so that's... It, it, it's kind of a weird time in, in Neomag history. We are quite obsessed <laughs> with candles. So so much so that when uh, Bubba's Blasters left, that was, that was the one thing he left with, was that we were weirdly obsessed with candles. <laughs> He's not wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> oh... So, awesome. um, Nate, how do you, like, so you've had, kind of circling back. All right. To the 
business chat. We've had enough candle chat. Enough for, candle chat. I'm pretty sure everybody's skipped over Most likely. this by now. So if they are still listening. How has how is working here uh, lived up to what you maybe thought it was going to? Uh, it, so it's different. I would say that I've worked more in the whatever six-ish months, seven months that I've been here than I have at any previous position that I've held. Um, I think some people would say that as in, see that as a bad thing. Um, I, I don't actually see that as a bad thing. Um, because the reason that I'm working more than I've worked anywhere else is because I've actually enjoyed it. I'm actually enjoying what I do. Um, I knew coming into it, uh, some of the expectations that we had, I mean, Greg, you and I, you and I conversation about job duties and responsibilities was a lot of you asking, are you okay doing this full time? Um, and the answer is yes. Uh, I will say there are, have been moments that I've been more stressed in this job than I have in others. Um, but I've also taken on a lot more responsibility than I've had, you know, previous to this. Um, I'm responsible for, what is it, four part-time, is that right? Five part-time Ish. people. Yeah. Um, some of which I see maybe once a week because they work at night. Um, I'm responsible for... Um, product coming in, product going out, those kind of things. Um, so there's there's definitely been some some stressful moments in the six months I've been here. But um, I'd say that it's lived up to my expectations in every way. Um, a lot of people, when discussing this and knowing our, our social media um, marketing presence, uh, assume that all we do is have fun. And arguably, we do have a significant amount of fun while we're working, right? It's not some humdrum corporate environment. But... Uh, I would say that the fun is 5% of, of the work and 95% of it is truly work, um, yeah. which is what I, I expected coming in, especially, I mean, I knew, I knew you, I've known you, Greg, for a long time. I knew that <clears throat> while um, fun is in the blood, that you enjoy having a good time, uh, but I also know that you're an incredibly hard worker and that you wouldn't necessarily expect anything less. Um, I would say that it's met all my expectations from that perspective. Um I've gotten to shoot as much as I thought I would. Uh, some people would argue that I thought I would shoot more, but I actually am. To be fair, neither have we. No, that's <laughs> fair. Um, but it's been a crazy uh, week. I, I genuinely, I, I think this has met all my expectations um, or exceeded in some ways. Um, but I, I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change it for for a thing. It's a crazy thing working for a small business like this. I mean, Corey, have, have you besides your own business? Have you worked in a Business size before? Not this size, no. Um, I've worked in what you'd call a small machine shop. Probably eight, nine machinists. Uh, which is small yeah. for what I'm used to. But nothing this small. And I definitely kind of agree with Nate. <clears throat> I've never worked as hard, I guess. You know, at machine shops you can get comfortable. You just kind of scrape by because you don't care, you know, about... The work you're doing it's just machining you know you, you get stuff done on time you be efficient but here it's like a whole another level I'm, I'm driven and focused on kind of like i would my own company and be making as many parts as i can so yeah well, i agree with you there well and, and you're even kind of like this is your shop like I, I i walked you into the shop and i'm like this is yours now yeah like this is your space this is your so like you have complete control like i'm giving everything over to you hey you want to you know like you, you you come to me about hey what do you think about doing this and i'm like do whatever you got to do yeah i want this to be yours and you do this thing so it's and, that, and that's one of the cool things about what excites me and what i've seen excite you guys about 
about working here is like there's only a few of us here and we all wear multiple hats and we all have to completely own um, what, what we do because like we don't have another employee to come in really and pick up the slack for us too much you know when 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 one of us leaves we well now we've lost a quarter of our workforce <laughs> yeah right. yeah which by the way he says that because I'm actually leaving tomorrow for a week yeah that's what them. and I'll be honest that's one of the struggles with, with you in the, you in the, in the position you're in is is you're gone for uh, for drill and stuff for some of your other obligations which we knew when you're coming in but uh but that, I'm sure that also just adds to some of your stress for the job too like it does you know you I take like two weeks off a year and those just coming back is one of the most stressful things I actually hate taking vacation because you come back to just so much and so to be gone is uh like you have to prepare for it. Yep. Then when you get back, you got to catch Recover up from, from it. it. Do you yeah. think that's gotten easier though as we got more employees? Because I remember back when you used to take vacation and I just worked here, and you'd come back. And I tried to keep stuff together, but I remember it being crazy when you came back. Yeah. Oh, and back then it was we had like one product, and as long as stuff was getting shipped, yeah. For the most part, I was. Yeah. I was alright, but now there's just there's so many moving parts. I think when you were machining, it was probably the hardest. Well, yeah, because yeah. you can't do that remotely. I was going to say, I think the most difficult thing about leaving um, is I try to do a good job of either getting everything caught up as much as possible to leave you guys with as clean a plate as possible, um, and then also give you as good of a debrief as I can as to what is coming up in the next week and that kind of stuff. Um, but in the occasion of right now, we have some production, or not production issues, but we have some issues with outside vendors that are doing some work for us that they're behind on schedule as well, which of course puts us behind on schedule. Um, and I don't really have the ability uh, to make them go faster, and I also don't have the ability to change my schedule. And so I, I get to leave and be like, Greg, Dusty, Corey, here's here's what I'm leaving you with. Please do your best to, to manage while I'm out. Um, the nice thing for me is both Greg and Dusty have done everything that I'm doing. Um, at different points in their, their time in the company. You know, Greg has worn every hat that's sitting in the room. Dusty's worn most of the hats that is sitting in the room. Um, I've worn a couple of them, and, and Corey's taking over one right now. Um, Greg is wearing an excellent hat, by the way. Yeah, I've worn a hat. It's quite delicious. But um, the benefit for me is that I can say, hey, Dusty, Greg, this is what's going on, and I know that, um, for the most part, you guys are able to take it on without without a beat, that you guys can fall into it. Um, as we continue to maybe expand and um, as we continue to um, expand products that might become more difficult uh, when one of us chooses to, to leave for vacation or have other obligations. Um, so keeping each other abreast of what <laughs> each area is doing is... is abreast. You just want to say abreast. <laughs> you guys are children. <laughs> um but that that is becoming more uh, more important. The communication aspect of the business is becoming more and more important. I think as we move forward. Hence the walkie talkies. Yep. Now well, if we can only get Dusty to communicate via walkie talkie. <laughs> Tell good. you what, you send me an email. It gets done pretty quick. <laughs> I don't know. You haven't checked your personal email. I have. Did, did you get? Did you I just got to it. it. Yeah. Did you some stuff in there for Lots you? of things happening in my personal email. Yeah. But. So. We've only got a couple months left. It's crazy that this month, this year is almost over. We've got, and we're heading into holiday time here. So hopefully Nate's doing his job and getting getting backstock built up for uh, 
for a holiday. Backstock. If I had these plates that I'm waiting for, I would be. Oh gosh. Still don't have those. Nope. <sighs> That's what I'm Nate, saying. Those are the issues that I'm leaving. Here's you what I need with. you to do, Nate. You need to go down there. With a whip. No, you just need to go down there with your work pants on and, and be like, myself. all right, guys, give me these things. I'm going to get them done. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> I wish it was that simple. I uh, too. I'm in my own company, too. I know about outsourcing, and it is probably the worst thing ever. It's so we outsource our Cerakote, and I got orders coming in, and I'm losing inventory and losing inventory, and still waiting weeks and weeks for Cerakoted parts. It just sucks. Now, do you only do Cerakote on your, your comps, or are you also doing some anodizing and stuff like that? Just Cerakote. Okay. However, I'm looking into bringing anodizing in-house, because it's a little easier for me to do in batches and bulk and speed and everything else, and it holds up a little tougher. Uh, so hopefully I'll be teaching myself how to do that here pretty soon. Mm. Well, why don't we, uh, while we're talking about outsourcing stuff, why don't we talk about how do you guys go about fixing the issue of people taking too long? To get parts done. Bugged in. Yep. Bugged in yeah, daily. That's, that's what I've been doing. <laughs> Sending emails, giving calls, and doing all that stuff. Sure. Yep. Um, Project management is a difficult job, and it's one that I don't. Most people don't realize how how time consuming it is of keeping on on people. Yeah. Um, but then, like, the, but but the next thing that comes from that is like you're talking about bringing that in house is that. That balance between what should I bring in house and what should I not right. is, I mean, yeah. you're the the result of bringing something in house because I was dealing with machinists not doing their job. Right. I'm like, fine, I'm not a machinist, but I'm gonna teach myself to do it. Yeah. And so we started bringing in house, and and honestly, where we are today, the building, you working here, and everything is because is a result of people not. No, those those machinists not not doing the job. Right, this PS might be here. Yeah, already got it handled. Good. Right. Yeah, we're good. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a tricky thing. And me and Jared have talked about that on the podcast before of, of what you bring in house versus not, and the pros and cons of that. And yeah, yeah, also, you, you may save money bringing it in house, and you may even increase quality. But there's a there's pros and cons to that too. Bringing stuff in house, especially when it's a part time gig i mean mm-hmm. harrington arms can only be part-time right now based on sales so you know if i had bring in anodizing i gotta be at the shop that much more time you know that much more time away from family that much more time <laughs> away from designing new products so and yeah, the money and saved it's all something has to be worth about. it yeah 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 it's, it's yeah. even harder when you're part-time yeah definitely because you're grinding yeah you've only got so many hours in a day yep and to add more processes to it it's difficult right I mean, Cerakote is fairly inexpensive, um, but waiting for weeks and weeks, I'm very impatient. So it's hard to do that, especially when you get hit with this, what I'm calling the election rush, at least for my company. Mm -hmm. So, you know, upscaling is really hard when you can only make products so fast and then you got to wait weeks and weeks for stuff to come back. Well, I mean, even in our position where we're... I think we're getting used to the volume uh, that we've been at this year. Um, The folks that we have outsourcing are also dealing with the same issues Mm -hmm. because they're primarily firearms industry uh, vendors. And so not only are we dealing with that issue, or in your case, Corey, you're dealing with that issue, all of our external vendors, uh, at least in the cases of what we're making and outsourcing, also 
is experiencing the same thing. <clears throat> so all of them are in a how do we keep up with the volume of things that are coming into our shop, um, yeah. which makes it a little bit more uh, understandable from our perspective, but doesn't make it any easier to deal with because we still need the parts in-house. And... It, would, it would be way easier if they told you longer lead times and they were consistent. Yeah. Then, if you had inconsistent lead times, inconsistent lead times are like the bane of Nate's existence. Oh my gosh! Well, that's that's primarily the biggest thing. I, I can, especially in the case of what's going on now, this vendor's shockingly done things in four days, and then at other times have taken. Uh, I mean, at this point, I've been waiting on these parts for almost a month. Yeah. Well, and, I think we built in two weeks. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is usually generous. Yeah. It's, it's usually a week. Yeah. But we plan yeah. on two weeks. We we doubled. Yeah, our time and 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 this is maybe more difficult for like a business your size, Corey. Is like you have to pay for to build up all that yep. that yep. back stock. So yep. if you need to, you're you're paying materials and time and stuff like that for for stuff that isn't going to sell for a month. Yeah, that's it's, that's difficult to do. It's very critical, especially when inventory held inventory is anywhere from you know, 30 to 100 parts, that that has been going quick. So keeping stock regularly and making enough or making enough profits to pay to keep it going, it is a crazy balance that is really difficult when you can't get product in-house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because really the only answer is you double whatever your vendor says that their lead time is. So you right. double material and you or double... Or split vendors. <clears throat> yeah, or split vendors. Split vendors is a good option to reduce the amount of lead times because the chances of both vendors kind of screwing you over in that is lower. See, and also, you can stagger your vendor shipments. For me, I can't do that. See, we found someone that is amazing at seracoding our comps, and we tried a couple other people, and they just can't get the job done, so... We have to have one guy. So I put all my trust, I send all my product to one guy. And I'm just kind of sitting dead in the water until he gets back with me. Yeah. And that sucks. Well, yeah. it's a time thing because there are other people as good, if not better, out there. Yeah. It's the time to, to find those to people. To find them. got to find them. And that's, that's yeah. hard to do when you're, when you're a part-time guy, too. For sure. So. And it's, it's costly to find them. It is, yeah. You can't just send everybody in the world one, one comp be like, Seracote this, let's see how you do. <laughs> right. Can't do it. Right. So, especially when that comp is pretty important to the overall revenue of the company. I mean, each yeah. for me, each comp is very important to the success on how much we're going to grow, how much time my employee is going to work. It's inc- incredibly crucial. So, yeah, that's a fine balance. Yep. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. On top of that, you got to, like you said, you're trying to up with new stuff and and then you get started all over again when you get got new parts and if it uses a different process some you know that there's pros and cons to it, using a different process too right right what's nice about anodizing over Cerakote is realistically speed I mean if I can get a bunch done and a batch of 15 done in an hour you know that's an hour well spent over Cerakote that takes time to bake time to spray if I was doing it. Yeah. And then you got to buy the correct air compressor, all that stuff. So, Take it from me. I 
spent a lot of time studying this kind of stuff. Anodizing is tricky. It is very tricky. So very finicky expect to with lose electric. some cash. Yeah. And messing up stuff. Yeah. Good but. thing I got a lot of scrap parts. Yep. <laughs> yeah. well, it's and that's why uh, a good anodizer is notoriously difficult. Yep. To yeah. find. Because yep. it's, it's not an easy thing either, especially if you're trying to rush through large batches of stuff. Yeah, right. and surface prep. Yeah, surface, surface prep, surface prep, surface prep, surface prep. Just right. like welding, it's one of the most important things you could do for anodizing. Correct. Yeah. So. Somebody needs to figure out something you just like throw in a bucket and it finishes and they paint. Uh, pour it into a strainer. <laughs> paint. No, but not Cerakote. Yeah, paint fills threads. And yeah, I mean, you can't use paint, but it's the easiest. Stuff. So, uh, a little bit of news. So, Shot Show got canceled today. What do you guys think of? What's I'm, your? I'm you, bummed. You're bummed. Everyone else seems to be like, "Woo!" I'm pretty bummed. I'm 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 thankful from a financial mm-hmm. side of things. Just which, well, there's pro. I'm bummed that that this virus is happening and that it's and that it's a cause of canceling a show like this. Because Shot Show last year was a very good thing for us. It was awesome. Um, and so I'm bummed that we're going to miss on the opportunities for for those deals and sales and stuff like that. It's, but I also am thankful because they were Shot Show was talking about 50% capacity. Um, so for a company our size to spend the kind of money it takes to go to a show and exhibit. Because this, this is supposed to be our first year in a 10 by 10 actual exhibit on a main floor. Um we spent the last two years getting to the point yeah. where we can do this, and then for for this year to get get canceled, I'm I'm thankful because I think I don't know I think best case scenario we're probably going to break break even because mm-hmm. the cost is going to take us for us to go there, and then the reduced um, the reduced amount of attendees to be there and potential lost sales because of that. But like you, I think probably what you're bummed about is we enjoy going to. To meet people and and see yeah. friends and do fun stuff and there's two levels of my bummedness. The first level is two that. levels of bum. Two level of bumness. <laughs> Dibs band name. Um, the first level is meeting people. The second level is last year. It was fun to see my position grow because you know, last year we took on a lot of dealers because of Shot Show. I was able to meet people face to face and wheel and deal and get you know deals done and it's harder to do that over email because between emails there's discussions with other people that you don't get to hear and there's but when you're face to face with someone you get to feel the I don't like using vibe because it's kind of this new trendy thing but you get to feel their like what they're wanting through their looks and stuff like that so it's more of a you get to experience the sale a little more and you get that rush of adrenaline when they're ah, i don't know about that you know and then yeah. you kind of get to say a few more things that kind of close that deal it's it's more it's more uh exciting to sell stuff when you're doing it in person than it well, is online and for our product getting your hands on it yeah is, is a huge difference maker like in a world of of kydex stuff when somebody picks up a, a neomag or something it's it's a game changer it's like Holy crap! This thing's the heft. This and is the... metal, and this is you know they they get to feel feel that quality. So, although arguably, I'd say um, the benefit to our product is better shown in what we did, like at ORD, for example. 
Um, there's an event that we, we get to sponsor and we have for the last two years called Ohio Range Day, um, run by uh, Rick at Achilles Tactics, Achilles Heel Tactical, um, where we get to run a bay where people get to go shoot and experience the product and test it and see what it is, where, you know, picking up a product, anytime you go to any kind of show or anything, picking up a product and looking at it or looking at a piece of software, if you're in that kind of industry, it's fine, but it's better to use it and see what it is. Um, so from that aspect, now I understand Dusty from your perspective, if you're getting to actually close deals in person, that is significantly better. Don't get so me good. wrong. So good. Um, but seeing somebody use our product and being like, holy crap, this thing is awesome is so much more fun. I think than having someone pick it up and like, Oh, this is clever, you know, which we don't argue with that fact. Yeah. We do think it's clever. Otherwise we wouldn't be backing it and all working here. But, um, getting to see someone use it and have this kind of light bulb moment that they're like, this is awesome, this works really well, is really cool to see, and, and SHOT doesn't doesn't necessarily let the, us do that. And the thing that was most fun last year at SHOT was we had the sentry strap. I brought my rifle and we had the sling stage. Yeah. Like, gripping and ripping. What turn and people's I didn't watch a rifle. I was watching people's faces as they gripped and ripped and yeah. watched that. And then, you know, the you know, sentry strap flips open and it flips back and it resets itself. Watching people's jaws, jaws drop. Yeah. Was it so was so awesome. fun. And was... people have this walk at SHOT Show. And it's like the, don't bother me, I'm getting where I'm going. Yeah. And like, they go from that walk to like, oh, I think I'm going to go check this out. Like, we watch people over. skid to a stop. Yeah. Like, skirt. You can actually hear a little skirt. Because the, the Neo <laughs> Man, <laughs> the, uh, the Sentry Strap makes this like distinctive like pop sound as it like breaks open and comes back. And that would catch people's attention as they walked by. That was also, our 55-inch TV might have... Yeah. Also, our display there. was baller. Our our table that we were at is 55 or 60 inches, and our t- we had a 55-inch TV sitting on that It helps that we had table. Greg, who was a display engineer for years, and me, who got to taste display engineering, kind of feeling it out and making them. Because they were... It was a cool freaking display. Nice cool display. So that kind of helped. I mean, the reason it's a cool display is why it's sitting in our lobby right now. Oh, yeah. Case. It was pretty baller. Lights. LED everything. LED. Listen, if we've learned one thing from Neomag, it's LED everything. LED everything. Gussie's office. How many strips of LEDs in here? At office? least four. <laughs> I've only got two in here. I need to, I need to up my... You need to up your LED game. We need some LED backlighting for oh, the shotgun. I was about LED in the back of my monitors. Yes. Underneath your desks, you need oh, underglow yeah. lights. Yep. I feel yeah. like we need to update that statement. LED and candle everything. That's true. LED yeah. and candle everything. Yeah. If your eyes and, and this smell is why we isn't working, hired Corey. Good <laughs> ideas. We also have a third ambiance to our office, and that's music. We yeah. always have some sort of vibe going on with the music. Like today, it's classy Frank Sinatra, and so you guys can't see us, but today is Fancy Friday. Fancy Friday. For those of us who make sense to wear fancy stuff, Corey is is not, but Corey's. Fancy um, attitude. That's because it's practical. Yeah, it doesn't make sense recorded. It. It's probably dangerous to it wear is. a tie in a machine yeah. shop. It is a little rotating bit, yeah. things and ties don't go well together. But no. me, Dusty, and Nate are all are all wearing ties. Yep. I, I wore my suit today. Greg looks pretty good. I'm uh with my what do you call this? Uh, He's got way better headgear than I do. My Skyly cap, my Boston Skyly Company cap. Because it's hard to wear a hat. I'm bald, so you got to wear. And I wear hats wear all the time. Something. Wearing hats when you're dressed up is is not easy to do. Dusty. I also got have the, a dress hat on. Got, got a really nice sweater. So I was gonna say I love I love the elbow patches. I love oh, I love things with elbow patches and shoulder 
Yeah. Like the shoulder patch? Bring elbow patches back. Yes. Here is the best use for elbow patches. So, let's say you're wearing a sweater. I'm pretty sure it's being on the elbow. And you put your elbow down on a surface. I'm just arguing here. Mm -hmm. If there's cheap elbow patches on a shirt, the elbow patch is on the outside only. The problem with that is you still get the sweater material that digs into your elbows. But when it's a really nice sweater, they put a little bit of a patch on the inside. And it's nice soft suede. And your elbows don't hurt when you've got your elbows on hard surfaces for long periods of time. And that is what I look for in sweaters. The more you know. Comfort. Wow. That was very in-depth. Yeah. Look at I think patches. that was more, more about elbow patches than I really desired to hear, actually. Well, okay, <laughs> mister. I, I really like your elbow patches. I do, but I didn't need to get that in-depth about it. It's not all about patches. looks, Nate. Sometimes it's about how it feels. About function. I mean, about function. It's nice when things function. Yeah, it is. Form and function. So, now you know. I mean, you look nice, but function? <laughs> Arguably, it doesn't matter. What has it really done today? All I've seen you do is walk around the halls. Dusty's the elbow, elbow patch of the company. <laughs> we don't have the nice suede inside part, though. Just it's just the nice. outside. It just, just looks nice. It just looks nice. Greg just hired me for my stellar looks. Well, what like, I heard. Well, I was going to say, you were our, our booth babe at Chacho. Heck yeah. Tell my wife that every day. Babe, you just remember... You got an Instagram star in your bedroom. Oh, my God. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> well, I think we're out of time. Yeah, anyway. time for me to go. I'll see you guys later. Oh, man. And then she kicks you out of the bedroom. And then she kicks me out. Shut up. Jeez. It's 5.30 in the morning. <laughs> you wake up to that? She wakes up? <laughs> yeah. Hey. Hey, babe. See me on Instagram? Got ten more followers. Ten more followers. I'm so popular. Well, I will say, at least you stop walking around talking about how many TikTok followers you have. I have a lot of TikTok followers. Oh my goodness! I haven't heard this yet. I haven't told well, you. Well, it's because he stopped. He's finally. It hasn't. You don't want to know. It's finally cooled down. To be fair, I had a massive growth in TikTok. To be fair, had a massive growth in TikTok, and then it kind of just peppered off. I still argue that half those people are bots. I don't know. I get like something like. 4,000 comments on a post. Okay, 4,000 comments, but how many followers do you have? 27,000. Okay, so it's even less. I was going to say half. That's, That's 25% of his, his following. Fantastic engagement. Engages with him, which means the other... All right, Greg. All uh, of your followers are bots. How many people comment on your post on average? Oh, the engagement is, ridic- is ridiculously low. Yeah. And then, what, 70, 80,000 followers now? Yeah, the engagement, 4,000 followers for only 25,000, or 4,000 comments for only 25,000 people is phenomenal. Just Nate. saying, people are lazy. Yeah, phenomenal. I like to just scroll. Yeah. I mean, I, I do that a lot. Yeah. And the key. The just scrolling at a million mile an hour. Yeah. The key to cool getting toilet there. scrollers to like or comment know. on something is make them angry or make them laugh. If you can do one of those two things, they're going to say comment That's or true, like. Yeah. Well, that explains a lot. My posts don't do either of those things ever. Same. <laughs> yep. If you want to hear my thoughts on TikTok, go back a few episodes. And That's true. You already talked about I it. I remember hearing you smash TikTok off a soapbox with a sledgehammer. Oh. Some it's, of us still don't have TikTok and it's, won't. It's got the future a little, is now, old man. It's got a little better. I've, I've, I've managed to get all the dancing teens. Dude, you just have to my, now tell it what the, you like. Now it's the... Uh, the lip-syncing comedian. Oh, those are the worst. Yeah. Oh. They have, they're arguably better than a, a kid dancing. About game. to so- put down my nice. soapbox and talk to how people... Like, I don't need to see you mouthing somebody else's words. Like, okay, we get you're not funny. Yeah. 
So stop using other people's words. Con- congratulations, you can mimic someone who's yeah. funny. Yeah. Go yeah. On. No. Go do something. Good I'll tell you on. what. The best TikTok is old man woodshop TikTok. Watching old dudes, mm-hmm. like, lathe something is so satisfying. And you don't have to watch a 30-minute YouTube video to get it. It's awesome. Surprise, there's old man woodshop. There's using TikTok. Old man woodshop TikTok. There's car refurbishing TikTok. One of my favorite YouTubers, Chris Fix, is on TikTok now. And I'm pretty happy about that. The old man TikTok? No, he's uh, he does car work. He does car repair. But it's pretty satisfying. Just for the listener's knowledge, Corey and I are sitting here bored because neither of us can TikTok. No. Nor will we ever TikTok. Definitely not. Once again, the future is now, old man. <laughs> I, I do have the most white hair of anybody in the office. That's actually true. It is true. It's I'm surprising. not the oldest, but I have I mean, the most white hair. I'll be giving you a run for your money here in the next uh, five months, I bet. Come on. Well, that might actually happen. That's true. Um, five months? But... It's, uh, I'm still the old. I might. I might be the old man in the office, but I'm gonna stick with that title. And You're not, not the old man. Talk. Here's a question. I'm the old man. How long do you dye your hair? I think dye my hair. Yeah, I'm never. thinking. What do you think? Dark brown. I'm never dying mm-hmm. this. Blonde. Blonde. Oh, like, blonde. White Dude. bleach it. White blonde. If you're not, if you're not surfer babed in like <laughs> two months. I'll be upset. See, I'm. I want to be full Santa by the time I turn 35. That's the. That's the real goal. Full white. That's what I want in my life. Full Santa Claus. You got the you got the jolly face. I do have the you jolly face. You do have a jolly face. It's called fat. It's great. It's called fat? It's called fat face. I don't wow. think that's true. I'm sorry, Santa. Don't take any offense to that. Not He's fat. got jolly red cheeks. They're fat You're cheeks. Jolly. You're jolly. I mean, I'll take it. If you want to call it jolly, that, that makes me feel a little bit better yeah, about myself. Yeah, you jolly. I'll take jolly. All right, well, I think we're uh, falling off the edge over here, so... I think I'm gonna wrap us up. What do you guys say? Do you have anything else you wanna you wanna end the podcast? Does you have any words of wisdom you wanna end the podcast with? Say the one thing you always say. Dang. What? Stay strapped or get clapped? Boom. Stay strapped or get clapped. No. Everyone knows that. I Nobody go, needs to remind you of that. Yeah, that one sucked. Alright, Corey. Buy Neomag, buy candles. Buy Neomag. Neomag, buy candles. Buy candles. Yes. Alright. Well done. Alright, hold on. I got something else. No no. If you wanna improve no, Nate, your life. You got anything? No, I got nothing. Well, then, why are you telling me no? Because the quarters was the best. We should have left it in one Buy Neomag, buy candles. All right, what do you got? All right, so there's going to come a time in your life when you're going to have a decision to make. Oh, boy. And that's, do I buy the cinnamon candle? The answer is yes. Buy the cinnamon candle. Yeah, You're going to be a better man because of it, and your wife's going to love you. The answer is, do I want to be, like, dusty? Or do I want to be like Greg? That's where you have to ask yourself. Dusty or Greg? Everyone knows it's dusty. Am I a dusty candle guy? Or am I a great candle Listen, guy? people Am see I a me cinnamon candle guy? In my office. That wears a hipster. I can hear the outro head? music starting now. Or do I want a leather They're gonna like, I would like to be that man. Am I a leather man or am I a cinnamon? Why are we not taking an Instagram? <laughs> leather man or cinnamon? 100% cinnamon. Leather man. Alright guys, thank you so much for listening to this. Uh, hope, hope you somehow enjoyed this conversation. We enjoyed our bourbon. Yeah. And, uh, maybe we'll do this again when we actually have some talking times. My face So, alright guys, we love you and we will see you. No, we aren't going to see you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.